What's happening? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast, heading down for a Friday morning start at the office. Uh, Got a kind of an abbreviated day that I'm sure will You know, it'll freaking stretch out a little bit. I'll still wind up getting home at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. But I would not complain should I be able to get out of there sooner, you know? A little congested this morning. Okay. So, Friday the 15th. The 15th of January 2021. Hoping to have a nice weekend, nice restful weekend. Maybe get some wood carving in. Talking about rain, and I'm talking about going into my shed, taking refuge, and still carving. You know, I got a bunch of shit to do. Oh, look at that horse clip clopping around. Kicking up a little dust. Kids waiting for the school bus. Beautiful. <clears throat> um, okay, I read a little historical account this morning of, you know, the updates by my friend uh, Heather Cox Richardson, Cock Dick. And she's uh, given a play by play about what's going on now. Basically, that Trump is sad and subdued and probably angry and under, and knowing full well that despite his recent calls for calm and peace and no violence around the inauguration, which is coming up next Wednesday, I believe, that the shit's going to hit the fan, that he was part of something. I saw an image the other day, a meme, where there's this big red flame in the foreground, and it's the hair, the, the, the fiery countenance of a leader, perfect for Trump, with his red hair, fucking unruly hair, <clears throat> and red face, and fire, and just anger, and so, in the foreground is this firehead person leader at a podium, and then in the audience are a bunch of matchsticks, you know, and they're just ready to freaking flame up, so as has happened throughout history, there are people who are uh, on one side of uh, an issue, and other people on the other, usually it's half and half, otherwise politics would proceed most peacefully, right, easy votes, It is curious, though, how most issues seem to become diametrically opposed. You know, it's almost as if human beings have a tendency just to behave this way. You know, I was thinking about talking about insurance yesterday with somebody. We're talking about how this afternoon we have an insurance adjuster from USA coming to the house to uh, walk on our roof and inspect it because 
we had some high winds and storm on Christmas Eve that was the worst that we've ever experienced and tore some shingles loose and caused some problems etc no water leaking or anything like that but there are some areas where the the shingles are fucked up so we got an insurance adjuster coming out so talking with a friend about how that works is that you got a insurance adjuster and they want to lowball you and they want to quick offer you um, some kind of check offer to cut you a check that you'll take because it'll probably be in the thousands of dollars so something you might be tempted to, to sign on the dotted line about and they'll cut you the check but then you're kind of like then you got to find a contractor or somebody who's going to agree to that <clears throat> that price for doing the job and so others rec- he also recommended well maybe um get an independent insurance adjuster because then they tend to um, come up with a more reasonable maybe a little um, buffer for the thing, maybe a little bit higher of a of a uh, an assessment. The insurance company stereotypically never wants to pay. The insurance adjuster wants to get you paid. The contractor, of course, they want to get as much as they possibly can. So You've got all these people with a stake in the situation. Their stakes are different. Their situation are, is different. But this guy was saying that you know he had some HVAC issue, and two um, entities came in, like local, um, you know, all under one roof, utility, you know, like uh, electric, plumbing, construction, basement, roof, everything all services under one roof sort of company. So there's three or four or five of them in town. And so each of them said, okay, one of them said it's 25,000, the other 36. And then some of the, all these little small time operators come in and are like, ah, that's not this much. And I can do this. And so they're trying to find a way to just survive. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, the big places are like, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to say it's 36,000, you know, <laughs> whatever they're, how they come to that conclusion, it's probably way high, you know? They want a big payday. And I think that's fucked up, man. You can imagine the person who goes out and does the estimates that there would be a strong tendency and it would be very attractive to kind of try to make a really big sale like when you're, when you're, um, your estimator comes back to the office and says, yep, sold them on a $40,000 job today. It's like a mission accomplished, and that's what their job is, is to, is to get the company as much money as they can, and then presumably they're going to get a bonus, right? So you incentivize them for um, bidding these lofty, these lofty jobs, and every once in a while, they'll get them. Probably regularly, they will. Especially when insurance is involved, because that's the thing with insurance, right? Um, we buy it, assuming it's going to cover us, and then the insurance company tries to nickel and dime you when something goes wrong, and, and you know they don't want to pay, right? So it's a back and forth, and then at some point, there is a middle ground find found identified because. You want to get the roof fixed or the HVAC unit fixed, right? You 
want to get it fixed after all, right? You want to be able to sell your house, live in your house, whatever. And so eventually you find an estimate that is agreeable and that solves the problem and everybody's happy. But it takes some doing and it takes some rivalry, unfortunately. This is my analogy for politics. It's the way things are, you know. Unfortunately, there's usually two sides that fight over something that is trivial, um, but their leaders make it seem like it's a huge deal, and we all we got to do this. So, <clears throat> the good thing right now, the good thing about the bad thing, that'll be the title of this podcast. The but the good thing about the bad thing politically right now is that Trump is such a fuck nut. You know this this. Uh, Understandably, over the past year plus year, um, look, there is a gigantic tractor trailer full of fucking chipped beef, literally chipped up fucking cow parts. They're gonna boil down and make whatever. Jesus, fucking. That's your shit on the shingle right now, my friends. That's your. Uh, what they call it, big Pennsylvania thing, uh, fucking bunch of chipped up beef fried on a griddle, anyway, I'll never eat it, so, I'm not even a texture guy, I like, have problems with textures, but, uh, I can't eat that shit, what is that called, it's like a little wafer of fucking fried meat parts, disgusting, so, the good thing about the bad thing is <laughs> a little punctuation there. The good thing about the bad thing is that Trump is such a fuck nut and this uh, uh, pandemic is so dramatic and he's been so focused on re-election or you know creating this coup or whatever the fuck he's been up to. So butthurt about losing forgot about his country, and so the vaccine that we raced over time to incentivize the pharmaceutical companies to create, and they have, and it's being distributed, now the distribu- distribution and the administration of this, these vaccines, it's slow going, there are bumps in the road, and we need to right that ship, so next week... You know, after all the fucking horrible Civil War-esque shit goes down, and it probably will, unfortunately. Biden has claimed he has a plan. Like, this is ob- an obvious priority. It's not even like, you know how politicians say, well, I'm going to do this when I get into office on day one. And <clears throat> I don't even think that it's not that they don't want to do it. It's just that our political process is so fucked up and so rivalrous that there's a lot of red tape that he needs to get through. Any any president, even Trump, I'm sure had the best of intentions when he started. And then he probably is like, man, this is fucked to get everything done around here. It's fucking crazy. That's why I did all these executive orders and did all this crazy stuff. It's just that he went too crazy, right? And he's an asshole. So Biden is saying he's got... Uh, trillion that he is allotting, or a trillion dollars plus, 
he is allotting to um, the coronavirus, like getting us fucking on the right track. Vaccines for everyone. Um, <clears throat> and uh, support for the whole public health establishment uh, to get us, get all this implemented. Like, that's what we need to do. His theory is, and it's a good one, that unless people get out, if they're comfortable circulating, comfortable leaving their homes and returning to work and returning to the marketplace, then the economy will rise. All right? It'll stabilize. But right now, you know, if people are still running scared from the virus, which the vast majority are and should be, um, it's killed 400,000 of us, approaching 400,000. <clears throat> so that's a fucking big deal. You know, and counting, by the way. Record numbers of infections. People, everybody knows somebody now, unfortunately, who's been infected or scared on the ropes about an exposure. And we even know people who died. I know a few people who died, many who, who've been hospitalized. I just text messaged one of my patients yesterday <clears throat> who canceled her appointment a couple weeks ago because both she and her husband were infected. And so he's in the, he just got out of the hospital. He's got a terrible cough and she's just tired out of her mind. Tired, big time. So as I shared I have gotten the vaccine my first installment and that was like two weeks ago trying to be a nice guy there you go good job just don't run head on into me so uh there's Peter in the back what the fuck you letting him in for Letting somebody have a damn child care center for their children. This cop will probably fucking... <clears throat> You'd be surprised if he fucking pulls me over. Normally he'd pull me over for some shit like that. For a flash of my high beams. Trying to help people, but hopefully he realizes I'm trying to be a good guy. So, let that signal slide. So I got my vaccine, my first installment, went well, everything's cool. Got the second one in another couple weeks. Things are going well. (coughs) Even though I'm very congested this morning. Biden is trying to He's he's in a, in a in a fortunate position coming in, even though it's been like fucking hell for this poor guy that's going on eighty. Okay, if there was a test, a stress test for him, it's that this fucking guy, Trump, is inciting a riot, inciting his people to fight, 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 and to the point where they raid the goddamn Capitol building and do all that shit, terrible stuff. So we talked about the government, or the, um, the 
National Guard and the military and, and, the F, and the FBI, all these law enforcement organizations and military are going to be guarding the Capitol for an election day and, of course, every city, right? Uh, it was not inconceivable that the uh, QAnon folks and all these other right-wing fuckheads might start a um, an armed... An armed uh, protest in each city. Imagine if they did that, like the Black Lives Matter protests, right? Where there was shit going on in each city. That could be scary, man. You got guns in there, people, you know, sporting their firearms. Maybe, maybe the the, the extreme left shows up, and there is a civil war. <clears throat> that's not that's not outlandish at this point, but. As stated, the good thing about the bad thing is that things are so bad politically that when you add the public health situation to it, they are so bad that any sort of positive stuff, like Biden has taken this extreme optimist, like positive I'm going to be the president for everybody. I'm going to do all this shit, distributing vaccines and getting us through the pandemic. I'm going to get the economy back going. Like the time for big government, as much as that's a dirty word for some people, when when, when the shit hits the fan, when things are so overwhelmingly bad that it looks like we're going to lose our democracy, the government certainly has a role. Okay, now, when times are good, I can understand the tendency to throttle back. We don't want the government in our lives. We don't want regulation. You know, let's let the, uh, the marketplace iron out all this shit. But right now, things suck really bad. And so if the government doesn't step in, uh, you know, he's offering stimulus checks, talking about $1,400 and... Uh, per individual, and again, the vaccine stuff, all the public health stuff, um, a moratorium on uh, <clears throat> you know rent. Nobody can kick you out of your home. Um, talking about all kinds of good shit, like things that people need right now, things that people are begging for. And that he would get a very favorable favorable response if he were to move forward and, and pass some of this stuff. Even a fraction of it, people would love the guy. He'd be, he'd be a hero. So he's really positioned to be a hero to Trump's villain. And just moving forward and emerging from the virus and getting the economy going and getting back to where we need to be. I think even a lot of um, moderate Republicans are going to be like, oh fucking A. That shit with Trump was bullshit. This guy's a fucking nutcase. We should never got him involved in our government. Um, it's all this stuff, you know, unfortunately it's the, the other side that I'm not part of, that I was uh, a lifetime Republican. Now these Democrats are saving the day, you know, and, and, and it's all Trump's fault. He's going to be ha- hailed as a villain, Trump. And fucking dangerous guy. Very dangerous. <clears throat> dangerous worldview, you know, like everything is about me staying in power, it's fucking very dangerous, very terrible, and so, 
Uh, anyway, that's interesting. And I'm saying this. I did vote for Biden. I'd, I'd vote for any, you know, almost anybody to get Trump out of the fucking thing because of the way he behaves. And, and the ultimate result is something that I think most of us could see coming. Doesn't make me a sage. Doesn't make my uh, the, the Democrats, the left, you know, victorious here. Uh, fuck that shit. Fuck politics. But it's a reality, as I said. It's intertwined in our life, too, this whole rivalry thing and these the two-sided thing, that binary system where it's got to be one thing or the other thing. You have to choose, almost. Uh, there is some of that in life. So, in closing, I will say that... Uh, question was asked in a podcast I was listening to last night. It said, what do you think if this is the Democrats and, you know, they felt like the election was stolen by Trump, right? What would happen if Trump won and it was a close election? He had, he had um, lost the popular vote but had won in the electoral college. What would happen? Well, again, things are so bad with the virus, with the, the economy uh, depressed, in so many areas that people want change more than ever and there would be it probably would have been worse than the capital thing right it could have been now there probably would have been an adequate response there would have been as has been discussed there would have been uh, armed freaking national guardsmen and cops everywhere in preparation for that to preserve order and all that stuff, but there would have been the extremists on the other side of the aisle, the Democrats. If you think that they're not capable of that kind of behavior, and if they're that their that their politicians wouldn't call for um, ill behavior and um, riots and justify the behavior of. Uh, you know, the negative behavior of their constituents. You know, protest, yes. And all, we know what happens when people get together and you get that energy and you get problems happening. The flame-headed leader you know, could have been a Joe Biden. It could have been Kamala Harris. It could have been the, the left, the extreme left. The moderate left could become the <clears throat> easily become in that situation. A desperate situation, the extreme left. And so nobody wants anything to the extreme, as I've said. Nothing to the extreme, right? Makes sense. Nobody wants that. Because then you, you're going to isolate all the people who are otherwise reasonable human beings who just want everybody, you know, like kind of like middle of the road policy. And so, um, it could easily have happened the other way. And I think that anybody um, who doubts that is, is kidding themselves. And so, in summary, having just woke up, I was inspired by that notion that things are so bad right now that the good thing about the bad things is that we can only improve. And that any politician who comes into office now is going to look like a hero to Trump's villain because... Things have just been so fucking horrible. 
and they'll have an opportunity and they'll have tremendous pressure on them to um, come to the rescue. So, good thing about the bad thing. <laughs> I'll talk to you in a bit.